0: Welcome to the original and the best power hour with Alex Burr and Dylan Hughes, members and podcast
1: of the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Running Hooks Basketball Power Hour. I am Alex Burr, joined by J.D. Hall. J.D., in the tradition of throwing a curveball, when you expect a fastball, what is the best future song of all time? Best future song? Best future song. Your favorite artist? Man, you know
0: that's asking me to choose from thousands of songs, but you know what? It's March Madness coming up, right?
2: A good
3: one
2: so what else can i go with i can't go with nothing else just because of what the time is right now you know but i i feel
0: like yeah marsh madness it, it can't go with nothing
3: else
1: i have to say i've been on a real um listening to certain songs from hendrix kick and I think right now the song I have had stuck in my head for like the last like two weeks has been solo mm. I love like that's one of my favorite future songs really most of Hendrix I, I, you honestly, know,
0: I honestly been listening to a lot um different ones lately so that's funny you say that
1: so solo has been on my um also uh what's the one he did with rihanna from that album selfish yeah that's on absolute he um is it, there's just so many to choose from i mean so many great features here here's a, a probably too many future features to count try saying that 10 times fast hmm. what is your favorite future feature
0: Favorite future feature. Oh man, a you beat. said that better than I did. <laughs> oh, easy. Um, all I know with him in the weekend. You should have
1: known that. Like, come on, hey, I should. I should have. Oh um, like, it's not my. It's not my favorite personally, but I can't hate on it. Oh I man, can't hate on it.
0: It's it's so easy for me. Like, it's like maybe ten songs that it's just. If I just have to listen to it, if it's because of Future. Um, the weekend, the History, you know, those two of my favorite artists, but it was something about the future. He taught that talk on that song, so it was like everything he said just resonated with my spirit. Sleep with one eye open, I'm terrified to get my heart broke, I say, oh man, that is the truest thing. I can't say the next part. Oh. <laughs> but like he, he was just saying so much, man. Like anybody that haven't heard, that need to listen to that. The weekend featuring Future. All I know is from Starboy.
1: I have to look up because I, I do have a little bit of a um. My headache right now, so I'm just looking up best future features because there, there's so many um that I can't think of them. All right, I, I just found it. X with twenty one savage. Really,
3: I
0: love that. We song. used to listen that to song. that all
1: the time too. I know. That's we song.
0: definitely listen to that all the
1: time. <laughs> I just I think my favorite part of that song is actually the like little end part. And the drugs come in handy. Last name Hendrix, H. But no, not Jamie. Yeah. yeah with no condom had to make her leave the country. That whole like little refrain at the end. I don't know why that part always like the whole song is just flames the entire time, but that part in particular, there, there's just so many good ones to choose from. I, I think future is the best hip hop artist of the past like 10 years. I don't really think there's you could debate like who's, you know, like Kendrick, you know, maybe I I think it's Future. What he's done, man. <laughs> you you just can't argue with it. And I he's a lot of these guys do his style. <laughs> I oh, I just, yeah. I think it's future I think it's future I don't I think it's future than the other guys future created a wave all bound so right no one's trying to do what Kendrick's doing except no. baby King <laughs> no one except him but everyone else like being future is is cool and hey I like it I like when people are trying to be future it's good music so I, I think future the GOAT of what, our high school and college years? Probably. Easily.
3: I
0: feel like I feel like from like maybe 2015, 16 through college, like everything he did was just we had no choice but to hear it, watch it, look, listen to it. You know what I mean? Like he was just his he his presence man
1: oh, I also saw a a great one um Grammy's from views Future carries that song, and that's another thing too. Future has carried Drake on most every song yeah they've to. done together in oh, the yeah.
0: past month.
1: like ever yeah. I think it's safe to say. I'm going, I'm going. I, I, uh,
0: actually, I was just talking to my sister about music and anybody that know me know at one point, Diamonds Dancing" was like my favorite song ever. And
2: literally, I had just listened to
0: it because I, I created a playlist on my phone called on um, Toxic," And obviously it's composed of a bunch of future and Drake, um, a bunch of other artists too, but those two for sure. And so I got some songs about him and I was like, you know, Drake knew that future was entering a place and creating a wave around 2015, 16, that if you didn't jump on it right then and there, you win game no like you you was gonna miss out and drake was the main artist that took advantage they dropped the compilation uh well they dropped they collab uh tape there, where you at and honestly i that's think that's a great one too i think drake captures so many future fans by actually being able to I'm not gonna say hold his own because we knew he could, but the fact that it felt like every song was good and he was he seemed comfortable being in, in in the lane behind future. I ain't gonna say in front or on the side. I think he let future or not even let. I think he was just comfortable with future being future, and he put his own touch on it.
1: Yeah, and just like <laughs> that was a great one. Um all of their collab album, I mean Life is Good, Future bodies him, and then the last the last Drake album. Oh my god, it wasn't even close. The only parts of that Drake album that were worth listening to me to to me were the future parts. That was literally it. Like I didn't I couldn't stand the rest of that album. I was like, this is so mid. But Future, like, way too sexy shouldn't work, right? That song. I mean, he had had the best video he could possibly have to carry it, right? But Future, I'm saying Future is what makes that song work. It does, like, even Thug couldn't say that song. But Future's part is the only good part of that song. That's it. And and
0: you know who they had
1: in the video? Who's that? The cyborg.
2: I
0: hadn't, I come to think of it, I never watched the video. He had Kawhi Leonard in the video. And Future. Oh, that's and, right. He did. Future and Kawhi was that, was everything, man. Really everything.
1: <laughs> I forgot about that. Wow. Um. Well, J.D., unfortunately, we have to move on to some other stuff. But I I think this was, I think, one of my favorite curveballs. It got us. Me too,
0: because it it definitely had me thinking about some stuff.
1: And I think, you know, music is a a route I want to go down more in the future. Um, But we have to get to some depressing injury news. The first one I don't think you're going to find so depressing, but KD... Hurt himself in the layup line last week. Um, Jonathan Kaminga also hurt himself in the layup line, but his his isn't as serious. He's just day to day, it seems. Um, Kevin Durant though appeared to have strained something, or it's it's not good. He's gonna miss three weeks. It's that's basically the rest of the regular season. It's it's his ankle. He's gonna miss basically the rest of the regular season. JD. Yeah. And I. I Listen, I do think Booker and Katie are just like naturally going to have chemistry, right? We have, you and I haven't really talked about that trade. I had more talked about that with Dylan. Um, They're naturally going to have chemistry, right? Like that's not really too much of a concern, but the problem is there's six other guys probably at least that are going to play for the Suns in a playoff series. And you can't play defense, with just two guys. Yeah, the the Suns' defense is going to be terrible. Oh yeah, it, it, it got to be a scoring contest, and it's you'll take your chances in a scoring contest with Booker and KD. But I I don't know. I I, I have a take. I'm going to bounce off you. I've been bouncing off Caleb. I'm going to bounce off you. But I think I don't know JD. Like this, I don't think the Suns can win this year with, with the lack of defensive continuity. Just it's hard to get that in the first round of the playoffs, especially if they're gonna be playing the Warriors or the Clippers.
0: Yeah, I think um I think it's a lot of things I question. You address the defense um, partially and I think like it's gonna be guys like Tory Craig that yeah, they might be all right for some games, but in series like that, well, he can match a lot of dogs. Who do you play him with, you know? Um, I think DeAndre Aiden is about to take a bigger blow. Since in the games KD was dead, DeAndre Hayden rebounded nicely, but that was about all team's living with Chris Paul and it's like he want to get to 20 assists tonight because he probably can't give you 15 consistently. Um, Yeah, and just that fifth guy like Joshua Kogi, p- team's living. Dwayne Wright kid, teams are living. I just, I don't know. Like Bookie KD going to have to average 40 apiece.
1: Yeah, and we saw, like, you watch that. Did you watch the Mavericks game where they played the Suns? You saw what they were doing to Terrence Ross. Yeah. Like, Terrence Ross has been a lot better in Phoenix than he was in Orlando, which, shocker. Um, Who would have thought, right, going from Orlando to playing with two of the best scorers of all time and, like, one of the best distributors of all time, (laughs) you would play better. But they were pulling him up every single time. The map was where it like, oh, Kyrie. Oh, sweet. I got Terrence Ross on me. Dribble, dribble. I'm going to get to my pull up. Oh, Luca. I got Terrence Ross on me. I'm going to back him down. And that's what you're going to you're going to have to live with that trade off. If you don't have KD, where you need offense now, like you said, you can't rely on Paul for those 15 points anymore. Oh, and that little trade you made. Yeah. Mikhail Bridges isn't going to do what he was doing in Brooklyn, right? But he was kind of doing this with Devin Booker out. Like, I think that's not being discussed enough. Yeah, that's
0: why I'm not too surprised. We
1: saw glimpse. Right. He wasn't like, I don't think he's this guy. Right. You and I both have been watching the NBA long enough to know that March stuff <laughs> isn't always like, oh, this guy was this in March. You know, that means he's going to be this next year. But at the same time, I'm not surprised McHale Bridges is averaging 20 points a game. And it sucks. I, obviously, you trade for Kevin Durant, JD, but this is one of those times where they miss Mikhail Bridges. Where <laughs> hurts not having McHale Bridges. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: I think they actually lose account Calvin Johnson off the bench. It was a big shot too. I think. Mm-hmm. Both of those guys just left such a big hole. And it's not like what KD can do, obviously, mess up. But defensively, no. And you don't want KD out there trying to defend the best player all okay? game. We know Chris Paul can't do that no more. But obviously, never been able to do that. It's not a good situation to be in because Torrey Craig ain't – people – is living on Tory Craig, Wayne Wright, Okogie, Terrence Ross, maybe a little bit less, but they going to run him off the court. Like, it's already a struggle to deal with guys going there. Everybody on, and they, they top four guys, nobody is scared to go at them. They don't run away from going at them. We haven't saw nobody run away from going at them. So the fact teams are comfortable with going at them. You got to have somebody that can defend. And Troy Craig and Kogi, they might be able to give you three quarters mats, And that's splitting because you just got to try to go with whoever can put up numbers that day as well. Because in the playoffs, like, they don't got to average 15, but they might be have to average six to nine points. Like, Troy, Trey Murphy and Herb, Herb Jones, that six to nine points is a big difference maker for a team like that. Uh, like, for New Orleans, because that's a team that we know they got scores. Can they get a stop? Can they defend? We know they got a defender. So that sister nine points is huge. Like Alvarado, his sister nine points was huge every game last year. They need, they need moments like that. And I don't know if they can do that without KD because it's not a guarantee they should rush KD back. We saw what happened last time KD was rushed back.
1: Yeah, exactly. And since the... um. <laughs> what you mentioned the last time he was rushed back. I did some um, quick addition. Okay. Since, since he came back from that injury in 2021, he's played 132 out of possible 236 games, assuming he misses the rest of the season, which I think you and I both agree. He's not coming back. I wouldn't before, matter. before the end of the season. So he's played 132 out of 236 games doing the math. That's 56% of the games since he's come back. I mean, that's basically what Kawhi does. (laughs) Why isn't he getting the Kawhi treatment? Like, Kawhi, if you look at the amount of games played since they played in the finals, it's probably been about the same. If you take from 2019-20 on, because they both missed the whole year. Like I told everybody, I said... If anything, I bet you Kawhi's played more games.
0: He should. I told. I. Talk, I've been saying this for a while. It's only because it's Kawhi that he's getting as much things through on him. Like it's funny to me because, like, we talking about somebody who's dealing with a chronic injury. Like he, he gonna live with these problems the rest of his life. We've been hurt that his team's being cautious. It's like we gotta count it against them, but we also got a bunch of other guys who are professional, injury-prone guys as well. Kyrie Irving is guaranteed to miss time to sometime soon. I'm sorry, You're not wrong. Kyrie Irving is guaranteed to miss some time. Um, Brandon Ingram, like, oh my gosh, he's so fragile. And you pair that with Zion. That one hurts. Um, we know Anthony Davis possibly might get hurt soon.
1: D'Angelo, I mean LeBron since he's since he's been title.
0: in LA. Um D'Angelo Russell, probably gonna go out sometime soon. He's never all the way around. Um Anthony Towns. Oh, my gosh. Cat Cat is another one we hardly mention. Andrew Wiggins has been out a lot. My second favorite player misses a lot of time due to injuries. Uh, He plays a lot, but he misses time. Jimmy Butler. uh, Well, practically,
1: that whole Miami Heat team misses time. (laughs) This has been, uh, to be fair to Wiggins, though. This has been his by far most hurt year, and he hasn't even been hurt the last however many games.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I give I, my sincere prayers and uh, best of wishes go to him and whatever that's going on. But yeah, Wiggins. I'm saying like Wiggins was hurt a lot this year. Yes, he's prior prior he's not to been the hurt. situation. Like,
1: Paul George. I mean, I guess he's PG. on the same team. Yeah, but I mean, you look at. Really, you have to like look hard to find the durable superstars. I mean, Giannis hasn't even played that many games. This year. Giannis has only played at 52 games this year. Yeah, I mean. Really, the most durable guys have been. Jokic and Crazy to Play. Jokic, Jokic, and, Jokic and, and Tatum. I think that's about
0: it. And, yeah, Jalen Brown been missing a lot of time. Like, it's a lot of guys that miss a lot of time. I feel like Kawhi is just the face of it. And that's. I don't think it's fair because he might be dealing with the most significant injury. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, when the face of media, Stephen A. Smith keeps saying it about you, people bound to listen and buy in. Even though we saw that that might be best for Kawhi to do. He won the championship the first year we saw him do it with a new team and a new conference and a new country. So I'll take it. But, hey, I mean, you know, it's really about the voice of a lot of things. And when it's somebody that powerful speaking against you often, people bound to listen.
1: i say that's true. Um, let's move off of, (laughs) this was originally a son's discussion. Um, let's move on to, this is just a quick thing. Every time we talk about Lonzo ball in this podcast, it's never been anything good. He is having to have a third surgery on his right knee. I don't know the last time he played. It was sometime, I think in January of last year. Just to give you some context, J.D. wasn't the co-host of this podcast yet. Like, (laughs) back when Lonzo was still playing. J.D., I I want Lonzo to be healthy. He was really fun when he was healthy. But, man, I I just think at this point, I think his knees are shot. If this is three before he can even run or jump.
3: Yeah. Just say yeah, it's, it's, it's really sad.
1: The Bulls ruin. I mean, we we don't have to go through the Bulls history, even though you know, you know I wouldn't be against that at all. Like you know I'm not opposed to trashing the bulls injury injury history here. But JD, I think that it sucks and I wish Lonzo a speedy recovery. Um, But I I just don't. I don't know if he can come back from this, man. It's that's tough. Like, that's. That's really bad. Um, Oh, another thing I wanted to add is that Ja, um, after our discussion on the last episode, it appears that it's not just two games like JD worried. But all of JD's points were well-founded. So you should still listen to that, and you should still listen to the facts and stats that uh, was put out by JD. Um, it was a great episode. I also wanted oh, to touch. You, on, of course. I also wanted to touch on the um, Pistons tanky, tank tank brigade. Um, Boyan Bogdanovich is going to be shut down for the rest of the season. Sounds like Isaiah Stewart has been dealing with a left shoulder impingement, and is going to be sidelined for the next three to four weeks. JD, this was posted on March ninth. The season ends on April tenth. That's four weeks from March ninth. I I think the Pistons are throwing their hats. I, they're already tanking for women, Yama. but it's it's a getting ugly in Detroit. Um, any any Pistons thoughts? I know you probably don't.
3: Have a ton. Uh,
0: honestly, I just feel like. As far as they go.
2: The Pistons is a tragic story. And they should
0: they should really look into the fact that everybody that's like a good guy that's drafted there gets hurt. Like K wasn't the first, and I think they need to worry about protecting what they got now. Because honestly, going out to Wimbiana won't save them if they can't keep their guys healthy. Right now, I'd be worried about trying to keep that young young talent we already got healthy, and if we need to go out to Wimbiana, then do it. Like obviously, you want them, but. Let's think of right now. What do we have right now? We know who we want for the future. Like that's obvious. But by Donovan should have been traded. Him. Um, he was a big trade piece all season. They kept him, so that's that part was stupid as well. If that's the tanking thing was what they wanted to do. Then Kate hurt. Um, Isaiah Stewart hurt. You don't want I uh. Ivy and Durant to get hurt. Then you traded for a guy that was hurt a lot too. And Marvin Bagley, like try to keep these guys healthy and lose successfully with them guys versus forcing that issue. Cause you're not going to receive good karma doing that.
1: It's a good way to put it. Um, Let's go ahead and move on to a team. That's a little better than the Pistons. The Toronto Raptors, they're currently 32 and 36. Good for ninth in the Eastern Conference. Um, in the thick of the play-in race, competing with your Chicago Bulls, JD. Um, went on a five-game road trip, one and four in the road trip. They lost to the Wizards, 108-119. Beat the Wizards, 116-109. to And then here's where the shenanigans begin. Lost to the Nuggets, one. 18 to one thirteen. You probably remember this game. JD as the game where uh, Scott Foster just decides <laughs> he's had enough of Scotty Barnes. Yeah. Um, and then they so said they lose that game. They lose in, at Staples to the Clippers 108 to 100 in a game where Fred Van Vliet. I, I think did you watch that press conference? Yeah, I honestly, people might uh, hate what he did, but I love it. To be honest, I know, I know you love it. Basically, he said, uh, "Fuck Ben Taylor and everything he stands for," <laughs> and I watched the game and I saw when that happened. I was like, "Wait a minute, is this when it happened?" And it was like, "Yeah, it was bad." I don't know. Toronto's been getting hosed by the referees all week, but still. Um, it was an eight-point game, and they lost to so the Clippers 108 100. And then there was no referee controversy in their last game, 122 to 112 to the Lakers. They just got dominated by D'Angelo Russell and Dennis Schroeder. Um referees aside, because there was a lot of referee shenanigans this week. And I'll I'll let you get into the referee, I'll let you get into Fred's press conference at some point because I'm sure you want to talk about that. <laughs> I just can't help but watch this team and think they're not very good. Yeah. Like, their defense isn't very good. Like, And it felt like the defense was going to be what carried them this year. Scotty Barnes didn't get any better. Like, I felt like Scotty Barnes... I feel like he got worse. I I think so, too. OG... OG needs to be on a different team.
0: Yeah. He's not getting the respect he deserves.
1: And he I, I listen, I like him a lot as a player. If he yeah. was in an Aaron Gordon kind of situation, where you know he was like the fourth best player, but he still got a good amount of shots, and he was able to call his own shots sometimes. I think that would be better than whatever is going on here. Fred Van Vliet also needs a change of scenery, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um he's being asked to do way too much. He's not like you can see the defense sometimes. I'm sure you've noticed this when you watch them, like, cause I'm sure you would agree. Fred VanVleet used to be an awesome defensive guard. Like years past, he's a lock for the all defense team this year though. He's playing too much to even like, like he's so winded on defense. You can see like, he just throws his arms up out there. They, they totally messed up this Gary Trent thing. And Siakam since Siakam, since they got Pirtle has been, I'm not going to say he's a non-factor, but like, the spacing, the spacing. They didn't really have any space to begin with, but whatever space was out there with no center. I think Hurdle kind of ate into Siakam's vibe a little bit. So I, 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 just feels like JD. This team. I don't think this team can be the same team next year. And I don't know if Nurse has to go. I don't know if Van Vliet and OG have to go. Someone has to go. This team can't like they can't go into next year looking the exact same. I it it just can't. I say everything. Change. Who do you keep then? So let's. Um. You, you keep Messiah, obviously, right? Yeah. You keep. Do you keep nurse? Yeah. A lot of people have been on the anti-nurse train. Very interestingly. Um. um I
0: mean, it's kind of hard for me to just go that way when, in all honesty. Like we, he he got to go through a downtime.
1: Everybody can't be successful at all times. You're not wrong there. Okay, you're keeping Scotty Barton's correct, even though we agreed. Yeah, that that's that's who
0: the futures should be centered around. I think at this point, um, we 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 really can't do too much with Van bleed over there no more. Gary Trent Jr. got to go. Siako needs to go. Uh, yeah I I, I get rid of them all all those guys if you're the Raptors next year I I wouldn't even trade it back for Purdue, but I mean the fact that they did okay let's keep them but I think it was kind of a waste it's a couple guys they should have not made that move for to get them back
1: yeah um I don't know, man. It's going to be. First of all, I think that what the Raptors problem is, is that they just haven't drafted. I mean, they got one lottery pick, right? They got the pick in Scotty Barnes. They got they got lucky stealing Gary Trent Jr. from the Blazers. But now Gary Trent. Like he's going to be a free agent this summer. Van Lee's going to be a free agent this summer. Um, I I just I think the Raptors don't want to tank, but sometimes no, you need to, sometimes you need to just be bad for a year or two.
3: Evaluate what
1: you have. Right, I think you have something in Precious Achua. I don't know why you had this need to go get Yaka Pirtle. Right, yeah. go trade a first round pick. Jakob Purtle is, like, he's fine. He's shooting what? He's shooting 69% from the field right now. I'd rather just play Precious Achua 30 minutes a game. I don't know. Am I Like, am I crazy for that? Like, I think I'd rather just see what... I thought Precious Achua was good last year. I like and Precious. I, I think he's good. And I like, you know... I don't get bringing in Will Barton at all. Me either. I was so surprised he went there. It kind of made me mad he made that decision. (laughs) Well, he is currently shooting 38% from the field. So it's not like, you know, he's big buckets over there. I mean, Malachi Flynn hasn't worked out at all. The real problem is, is that they haven't gotten a point guard other than Fred, right? How many team, how many point guards are there in the NBA right now that are like decent? There's probably, I would say there's probably like 30 point guards that are decent and you have one. Yeah. How many point guards are just like, how many point guards are on the magic right now that you could use that you could just probably steal. How many point guards? Why don't you have court? Why isn't Corey Joseph on this team? Why he's Canadian. (laughs) If you're trying to win, I, that's an actual, like, I know it sounds like a joke. Corey Joseph, who would you rather have if you're trying to win games? Corey Joseph or nothing?
0: Yeah. And then, let me say this, too, because he was getting a lot of clock, and now I don't see him getting much clock. And he actually, we don't know what type of player he is, because we never really saw him do much in those spurt of minutes. And that's um, the Ben kid. I don't know what's a strength. I don't know a weakness. This is the time to let him to just try and see what he becomes. See what he can offer.
1: Yeah, no, you're not. You're not kidding. Like, Like if it was a team that should
0: have traded away, it was them. The only names I don't trade away would have been Siakam. And that's simply because you don't do that in the middle of the season. (laughs) You save yourself that gauge his value while the season's still going on. But guys like Van Vliet, we know what what team's already willing to offer for him. And he wasn't our best player, quote-unquote. Siakam was. But once again, um, I, I don't get what Toronto been trying to do. So I, I can't say too much.
1: Listen, it's their schedule down the stretch. They have one more game with the Wizards and who knows what the Wizards are trying to do at this point. If I was the Wizards personally, the Wizards right now have the six best lottery odds. I would try to let Orlando pass me and try to get the fifth best lottery odds. Um, but okay let's just say the Wizards are trying to win that game okay but still it's the Wizards you know I'd say the Raptors are probably better than the Wizards would you agree
3: mm.
1: As <laughs> <That's> a complete <laughs> the fact that you team to, yeah As a fact complete that you have, team yeah the fact that you have to think about it is concerning <laughs> no it's just you know I hate watching bad basketball I know you do And Wizards Raptors is going to be a bad game. It's going to be a bad game. Pacers Raptors will be a bad game because the Pacers are probably going to throw in the towel sooner rather than later, especially if Halliburton keeps not playing. Yeah. Halliburton won't be playing. Right. So if he's done, then they're done. They've had a great year, but I I think it's time for them to throw in the towel soon. I I think the Raptors, you're you're right. They should have thrown in the towel. They should have traded their guys at the, the trade deadline. Even if I, I was saying, right. When I had Bryce and Zach on for the Pacers show, I was saying just trade Nemhard in a first for OG. Like, see if you could do that. Mm. If you're the Pacers, I know you could probably like, if you're the Raptors, you want to try to get more. I want the Pacers th- to get them. <laughs> but think about that. I know you don't want the Pacers to get them, but <laughs> It, like think about that from the Raptors perspective right you get a decent young guard in them hard and you get a first round pick like I don't know man you're not gonna get, you're not getting three first round picks for OG and Anobi it's not happening they need to get that through their thick skulls yeah they
0: need See, and this the thing oh They should have went all in on the Memphis deal. Get him to a contender that will give you something back. And Memphis is nothing but young. They're, they're, They're only young. Why not? I mean, I don't
1: know. Mem OG on Memphis right now that we're not talking about them the same way. And by the way, um I saw on my phone there's an alert that Josh ja checked oh, into ja. a treatment facility in uh yeah Florida. In Florida.
0: So say no time table for return. Honestly, I think I, he
3: might I,
1: be gone for the rest of the season. I, I don't think so. Honestly, I think uh not like the playoffs, but I think he's gone for the rest of the regular season. I hope not. I need them, but <laughs> but honestly, I think it might be one of them
0: situations where it may be a week or two thing, add. cause you know, with usually with facilities or therapies and stuff like that at counseling, you don't necessarily got to go in. You can you can have that. The, the phone call type thing and I think that's kind of more what John need because of his profession now uh, you're not wrong in, well, look sum- at you. in the summertime he should be there and but he should also have one in Memphis for when he's in
1: Memphis well, look at you providing nuance and great insight into the situation I, I didn't think we were going to get that. I thought that was just going to be a throwaway line.
0: No, because no, uh, I think as hard as I was on him, it's because I do want
1: the best for him. We all do. We all want the best for Ja. I think he's he he's a face of the NBA at a young age. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, and can can we really say outside of Steph, is that another player we
1: more excited to see? Probably not. I like watching. I don't, maybe it's just <laughs> there's players I'm more excited to see, but the general public probably know. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I
0: mean, I mean, just a basic fan. like Right. That, oh, for sure. You know, the guys if, that they want to
1: see mainly is Steph, Jaw, Dane. Right. I'm not showing them Embiid footwork and being like, this guy is your, uh, this guy is the basketball savior. No, um, but back to the Raptors. We should talk about Scotty Barnes. You know, I felt like there he got way too hyped last year. I didn't think he deserved Rookie of the Year. I think I, you and I both had Mobley. I'm pretty sure we both had Mobley. I definitely had
0: Mobley. You had Scotty. You was right. You had Scotty. <laughs> I didn't know Scotty. I I was really high on Mobley, though. Yeah, you were. But I think you had Scotty because they was they was winning more games and his defense and his uh impact uh added to win. I'm pretty sure you had Scotty. Well that <laughs> sounds like me. But <laughs> I was surprised that you had Scotty with all the Raven that we was doing with
1: Mobley. But I I'm pretty sure you had Scotty. I mean I had Mobley on an all defense team though, so i yeah, I, if I'm saying I had, for rookie of yeah. But I, I think I would have had I don't know, I, I wouldn't put it past me either way.
0: <laughs> I, I'm like 98% sure you had Scotty and I was like completely
1: I'm, against it. When I think about it, I didn't ninety eight percent sure you had Kate. <laughs> I, I had Kate. I had Kate. I definitely had Kate. And
0: I'm pretty sure you had Scotty, but we both I think we both had Mobley a
1: close second. That's what it was. Yeah. That sounds right. I, I watching Scotty this year, it's just it's depressing, man. Oh man. He he has no touch. It's no Brick touch. City. It's Brick City. He I don't understand. Like he, he wasn't this bad like from three, yes, he was this bad. But it, it feels like every time he puts up a shot that's not a layup. And he can even brick some layups. Yeah. Every time he puts up a shot, that's not a layup. It's going off the front of the rim or like off the, off the cylinder. It's never going in. The touch isn't there. It feels like it's the shots flat. I, there's no arc on his shot. I'm not like a shot doctor. <laughs> I like to think I have pretty good mechanics shady, but it's just apparent parent watching him. Like, He's a really good athlete. He's pretty smartly he assists sister up this year. I'd say that's probably the only thing that's been better for him this year. He's playing more like a Draymond kind of role, right? Like he's the guy I'd say who is doing the Draymond offense thing that we wanted guys to do. But other than that, man, it's just been, it's been rough to watch. And we wanted more from him. We thought he could be like a superstar. And I don't think if he can't shoot at all, I, there's no way.
2: Yeah. Um. Honestly, how can I say this? Okay.
0: Specifically with Scotty, in my opinion, I've always hated his shot. <laughs> Never thought he was a good shooter. Um, I've always been disgusted with this year i'm not going to say always but this year i've always was disgusted by his lack of aggression on offense like dude dunk the ball like i hate seeing him shoot anything because it's like as a raptors as as a as a raptors teammate i would tell him you have to dunk the ball i don't know when you're going to have a good day shooter just dunk the ball and save us all cuz he's athletic but he plays like I think he wants to be a guard. I, 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 I truly believe he wants to be a guard. And it's one thing to be a good passer because he is a good passer. But why let your passer take away from the fact that you freaking sits nine and very athletic? And strong. Very strong. Um, His defense is nowhere near as good as it was. Honestly, I've, I've loved seeing him guard Kawhi year. Because I know Kawhi was going to task that ass. Like, he's been a very bad defender, in my opinion. Like, last year, I love watching him play defense because you know how I am, maybe. I really like defenders. Mm -hmm. I love a guy that that could just... (laughs) Who was one of my favorite players on Minnesota last year? Vanderbilt. Right. A guy who just was committed to doing the one- the two things he was good at defense and hustle. Scotty, last year, yeah, you had some games you could sure you had some games. You one thing we knew for sure, you was gonna play hard defense, you was gonna be a good cutter, and you was gonna pass the ball. This year, we know you wanna pass the ball. I I haven't been impressed of it's kind of sad to see that he's given a Michael Carter Williams impression. Oof. Oh, that's rough. That's rough. I mean Michael Carter Williams was hard his rookie year, but the next year we didn't see a jump and oh. I just look Right now I'm looking to see where he goes his third year.
1: Man, so I I'm looking at um cleaning the glass you know, one of my favorite things to look at is where he shoots and how where how he's shooting from those spots oh. right now, 38% of his shots at the rim, 30% of his shots from four to 14 feet. Okay. What he is shooting on those shots, 65% at the rim, which is in the 44th percentile for forwards. Okay. Not great. And he's shooting 41% from short mid range, which is in the 51st percentile for forwards. Not terrible, right? It's about average. He's 6'9 and yoked, okay? He needs to be shooting, like, 60% at the rim. Yeah. He needs to be. He honestly, he needs to take a page out of the Giannis playbook. There's no one else in the league that could probably do what Giannis does. But he probably could. He's built like him. He's not as athletic as Giannis is. But he's strong like Giannis. Do everything we've been telling Ben Simmons to do. Exactly. I, like, it's not as easy as we're saying it is, but I think we both agree. He, Scotty Barnes can do it. Like, he's capable of great things on a basketball court, and it's terrible that he just isn't... Um, he's just not that guy this year. And... <laughs> I don't know watching this because you know I was such so high on this Raptors team for years but once Lowry left it really started to spiral and I know they kind of had a decent year last year but man it's I I think it's time to blow it up like it's it's done yeah this era um I just want to shout out Thad Young because you know that's that's my guy forever and always yeah I love that he hasn't really been doing much. Like he's played what, <laughs> like, fifteen minutes a game. Get him to a different team because he can still contribute to a contender. And this team is not a contender. I don't know why he went to the Raptors <laughs> last year. Um, That's free Gary train- just to show he had gang. I mean, I, I'd rather see him on the Bulls again. Honestly, he should. I know. They had to trade him for Damar, but I w- I wish he never left the Bulls. That team with Zach and Dad was so much fun. I know they weren't like really that great, but JD, you have to admit that team with Thaddeus Johnson, that team was fun. Yeah, like I I enjoyed it when we was winning. <laughs> I know that team wasn't like the best team ever, but it was it was decent. Um. Any I think we're ready to move on to the to the Kings. So let's go ahead and move on to the Kings. They are probably the hottest team in basketball right now. Oh, absolutely. Um, they've won by my count 8 of their last 10. Um they're 40 and 26, good for second in the Western Conference. Incredible by the way. Like if you told both of us before the season, they would be second in the West with 15 games left. I think we both would have laughed at you, right? I, I think that's safe to say, JD.
0: Yeah. So, because you know, I had them finishing in the playoffs, but man,
1: I think I had them solidly playing, but still second seed. There's a difference between solidly playoffs, JD, and second seed. Absolutely. <laughs> so okay. So last time for the for the Kings, they beat the Clippers 128-127. Um, they've had the Clippers number recently. They lost to the Timberwolves one thirty eight 138-134, beat the Pelicans 123-108, literally the day after we talked about the Pelicans last week, beat the Knicks 122-117, and then beat the Suns 128-119 in a game that'll probably matter for seating implications. Because I think this the Kings play the Suns just one more time. Looks like. Yeah, it looks like it's just one more time, but I think if they win this next game, they lock up the Pacific division and get the higher seed. JD, you weren't on to talk about any of these teams last time. What what are your thoughts overall on this King's season? Um I
0: think I was one of the few that that really believed in them because you remember, as soon as they made the Sabonis trade, I said, him and De'Aaron Fox will lead this team to the playoffs. I believed in them. But did I believe it was going to be like this? No. And the one thing that um, I got to say, Coach of the Year, Mike Brown, mm-hmm. Um, every other coach, we saw them – Try to make De'Aaron Fox adjust to his teammates, cause he plays so fast. And we saw De'Aaron in a bunch of one-on-one fast breaks. You know, what might Mike, Mike Brown did. He made them adjust to his point guard. Everybody wants the floor full speed sprint. We knew Malik Monk could play that way. We didn't know Kevin Herter could play that way. We didn't know some bonus. We knew Sabonis could get in space and clog it up, but we didn't know Sabonis could run the floor and just dominate the way he's been dominated. I mean, he's another walking triple-double on that team because his passing is so freaking good. And (laughs) A.B., you know I love to... uh, Watch and see where people get their shots, how they get their shots. You know, I I don't look at the numbers, I just watch them a lot. You know, for a guy that's left handed and only goes to his left hand, he somehow always finds a way to get a good shot with the left hand. I say, Oh my gosh, people haven't noticed that Sabonis only go left. And it's so intriguing to me because I don't know. It's been what, three years? I don't think that they know he's he's going to go left. Like and then the pump fake is working because they got so many guys that shoot the three. Keegan Murray, big shout out to Keegan Murray. Um uh, I ain't gonna lie, I just love to see him shoot the ball. I honestly love to see him shoot the ball. Um uh, they are a team that you don't look at them and say they're going to have a good defense, but because of their pace, they tire you out to the point where if your conditioning is not at theirs, you're not going to be able to play with them long because they play so fast. And it, it's going, it, it swarms teams. It really do. Um, if you can't change the pace of the game, like, with them, because they don't have, like, one-on-one defenders, you have to at least dominate one quarter going against that team because they're going to try to run you out the, out this uh, arena. If you don't dominate one quarter and just make that quarter yours, it's going to be tough to beat them. And you know how in the playoffs, how the game gets slower. I think they're going to, if you don't physically body them, they're going to try to do the same thing because it's so far been a formula for success. And I think it's going to be very difficult for them to replicate that in the playoffs. But because no team have shown that they can stop it right now, they may have some sets through the first round playing
1: that way. It, you made a lot of good points there. I have to say, Fox, I I regret giving up on him because I had so much stock in him. I I wouldn't even say I gave up on him. I'm just like, man, it's not working here. You know, they should get rid of him. Like I was in that camp. Like you know, you should have joined the the camp. Well, I said that about Damian Lillard. Well. Hey, he's gonna make second team All NBA, and they're not gonna make the playoffs. So, look who's laughing now? Um Yeah, no kidding. Fox, Fox, and Sabonis have been both revelations. Is just the only way you could phrase it. I mean, first of all, we we knew Sabonis could do this, right? It, it was no secret. Um, watching him in Indiana, but seeing the success continue on a different team where he's not the only ball dominant player anymore for a lot of the time in Indiana, like Brogdon, I would say Brogdon was below a ball dominant player in Indiana. W- would you agree with that assessment? Like, he liked the ball, yeah. I wouldn't say Malcolm Brogdon was ball dominant, no, I don't think he was. De'Aaron Fox is ball dominant, okay but they both make it work. They both share the basketball. Okay. Which is huge. They both play unselfishly. Um, and here, here's my take. Okay. The take I was bouncing off Caleb that I was going to tell you, I didn't believe in them in the playoffs. Right. Like I was like, okay, you know, this is like last year's bulls, you know, really cute story. I thought they were better than last year's bulls. Like particularly, let me rephrase because I know you probably take offense to that. Last year's Bulls, af- especially after the Lonzo injury, when it was just like, oh man, you know, DeMar's carrying this team on his back. But it's like you knew it was a house of cards waiting to fall apart in the playoffs. This year, the Kings. I, I think the West plays a part in this. But I think the Kings and the lack of the defense overall in the Western Conference, the deck is kind of stacking in the Kings' favor. Where I could see them making the Western Conference finals because of the lack of defense in that conference, JD. Yeah. Think about it. No one's playing defense out there right now. Look at some of these scores that are happening. I mean, look at this 176, 175 game. I know that was double overtime, <laughs> but still, that shouldn't yeah. happen in the NBA game. Honestly, like, that's. Honestly,
0: it's only two teams starting to pick up the defense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're not in the. <laughs> they both, the LA teams. Honestly, the Lakers have been the best defensive team in the West. Probably, like I know the numbers wouldn't say that, but they've probably been the best defensive team in the West all year. And by the way, we I didn't talk about that Lakers game. Um, Eighty, I think, only had eight points against the Raptors. Yeah, yeah. but he dominated that game. Eight and nine. His defense. Oh man, his defense was a le- like, dude. When he looks like that, he looks like the best player in the league. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Um. I don't think the Kings are going to have to worry about the Lakers. You know, and if they do, I still think I take the Kings over the Lakers. Their depth is superior. I think, truthfully, out of all the playing teams, Lakers are by far the biggest threat to the Kings. I, would you agree? Um.
0: Yeah, and I think because they don't want a team who can truly Okay, so you know, a team that plays as fast as them, the the things, it's only two ways to really mess with a team like that. A team that's very physical and a team that's long. I think that's what both the L.A. teams have been getting into in their recent wins. Like the Clippers on their three-game win streak, it's been about using length and physicality to win. The Lakers have literally... You know, my favorite lineup, I saw the Lakers uh, use and it said that I even said that. But honestly, it's been AD Vanderbilt and uh, Rui on the floor at the same time just because the length that those guys have been like, they take up so much space. And because Vanderbilt can guard inside and out, Anthony Davis can switch. Ruby is very solid inside and out. You've been able to see them stand strong playing one-on-one defense and Anthony Davis be a help defender the way that he was when he had Boogie. Just literally be dom- a dominant presence. And right. the reason why that could cause problems for Sacramento is simply because when you play that fast, usually you, you move in the ball fast too. A team that could get their hands in the lane can body into to you and when you move in that fast, a lot of times when you hit the ground, it's going to be hard. It's not going to take... In the playoffs... You're meant to become your best friend, you hit the ground hard one time and you're afraid to fall again, which I think a guy like Kevin herder might might uh falter to. Two. I think they're definitely gonna he's gonna be a guy that's attacked in the playoffs
1: and um i mean let's let's say LeBron's back in the first round, yeah fox, LeBron- you know fox is getting waved over in that screen. I mean, yeah. We've seen this a million times. But I at the same time, if I'm the Kings, their defense, the Lakers defense in the half court is good. I still take my offense because I know
0: yeah, they gotta they that's why I said it's just it's just all about the if they if the Lakers use that physicality to physically right. not not even physically dominate them, but physically be there to cause mental torment. I think with the Clippers, because they got all those wings that they may be able to get up and down enough to where on the other side of the ball they could cause harm. Uh, But really, it takes long teams to beat a fast team or to compete with a fast team. I don't think a team, or Memphis, and the only reason I say Memphis is because they're young. Wow. And they and they got the only other guy that's physically strong enough to guard Sabonis. Outside of that, it's gonna be really hard to, to, to compete with a with
1: speed. Like Denver I, plays too slow. I I think the real reason why I would like Sacramento making the conference finals is that let's be real, okay. Defense, you can kind of like control your outcome, right? Like, okay, I'm going to play defense. We're only going to allow 100 points. I just have to get to 100, right? Shootouts are more of like, okay, who's going to end up with the ball last? And somehow, some way, the Kings keep ending up with the ball last this year. Yeah. It defies logic. It defies explanation. And Aaron Fox has been... A Clutch time killer this year He's been Very good I think probably it's safe to say one of the best clutch players In the NBA probably I I definitely think so Probably the He might make all NBA team just off the strength of how He's played in crunch time like I don't think he will make all NBA But you have to consider him And you know if he has The ball he's making the right decision In the last two minutes and yeah, they might lose because they can't get a stop on the other side, but if they have the ball and the shot clock's off, you know, the right thing's getting done. Oh yeah. And I think you can't put, and we saw right when they had a much worse team in 2019, you know, that Marvin Bagley Bogdan on Bogdanovich buddy healed team. Yeah. That almost made the playoffs. Not almost, but you know, if the plane was a thing, then they would have, that would have yeah. been a play in team. Uh, yeah. Um, That team was a lot worse than this team is. And De'Aaron Fox almost dragged them to the finish line by himself. (laughs) Okay. Which is why a lot of people had De'Aaron Fox stock in the first place. And he's a bad, bad man. Sabonis is a bad, bad man. Now, is he a bad man on the defensive end in the other sense? (laughs) Yes. I have to give Fox credit, J.D. His defense this year has been incredible. Oh, I love it. His that's what's defense, been leading the break
0: because Yes.
1: because he's been pressing that ball right and he the ball pressure's been insane you have Davion Mitchell off night JD off night off the bench you have Kessler Edwards I don't know if you watched the Suns game um I did Kessler Edwards came in and shut down Devin Booker he didn't play a ton He they played him over Keegan Murray though because he was like killing Devin Booker on the defensive side. They're like, okay, you got it, Kessler. New addition, Kessler Edwards for the Kings. What this team lacks in rim protection, they have wing defenders. Now, are they the best wing defenders? Like, is it a team full of like Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson and Royce O'Neal and Derek, Dorian Finney-Smith, for example? Just to throw out a hypothetical team. No. But these guys like Harrison Barnes, right? I haven't even mentioned Harrison Barnes who you know. That's my <laughs> guy. Like, that's my guy too. I love Harrison Barnes. Um This team just has guys on guys on guys. And yeah. Like they're not perfect. But the West is really out of whack this year. And I think when that's the case, especially with all this turmoil in Memphis too. <laughs> Like You're right. Memphis is a really bad matchup for the Kings, but with all the turmoil going on there, if I can get Dylan Brooks to shoot 25 times a game, which (laughs) I don't know why that's not the game plan, just leave him wide open. Make them swing him the ball.
0: Because we know he he, he wants to shoot
1: anyway. That's what I'm saying. Just leave him wide open. I'm like, okay, Dylan, if you make nine out of 25 threes, that's great. I'm guessing you won't Um, but I I think that it's going to be a fun time to see the Kings especially we haven't seen them you and I talked about it on the last episode when we were talking about coach of the year we were in elementary school the last time the Kings made the playoffs yeah we're both 25 now you're turning 26 in a couple months that's literally almost 20 years ago. It's I'm so happy yeah, for the Kings. Um, do you have any last Kings thoughts before we close the episode? Uh.
0: Yeah. I just wanna. I know that they won't face this team in the first round, but I wouldn't mind seeing them versus Memphis. To be honest, I just think that'll be such an interesting.
1: Well, that's the second round. That's the second round because right now it's that's gonna be the two three.
0: Yeah, I know. That's why I said I know they can't face them in the first round, but I know for a fact both like it's gonna be hard for both of them to make that second round. Like the West is just that tough. Especially if Golden State end up the seventh seed. <laughs> right. Memphis does not make it out. Uh and honestly, they probably let they'll they'll probably let Sabonis dominate and try to shut down the rest of the team. <laughs> We know how go to state get. Um, yeah, man. I, I, I really. That's just one matchup that I would love to see. I would, I would literally love to see. It. Or before the end of the year, uh, I would love to see them just kill Portland.
1: You I, I Portland. I'm gonna pull up their schedule. I'll see if you get your wish. I'm pretty sure they play Portland. I, I really just want to see them
0: dominate Portland. Like, just go crazy.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, JD. At the end of this month, you get to see them play Portland in Portland twice. Okay, it's like one of those weird baseball schedule things. Yeah, where back they play, to back, right in the Dude, season.
0: You know, yet. you know, uh, Atlanta just did. Was it Atlanta or the Wizards? They played two teams back to back. It well, was. I know the I Ra-
1: think- the Raptors played. Was the Raptors one of them?
0: Uh. I think it was Miami and Boston. I gotta look. I forgot. It was so weird. I'm like, bro, I would have been so mad. Like, and they all was away games.
1: See, I'm gonna pull up the Wizards schedule. God. The Wizards are next week. Uh, this is a good time to tell you the teams for next week. I've not done a good job of previewing the week's um schedules. Um Next week's teams are the Wizards, Jazz, and Mavericks. A bleak time Wizards, for the Mavericks. Uh, Mavericks. Okay. Um the so the Okay, I got stuff for all those teams. The um The Wizards played the Raptors back to back at home. Then they also played the Hawks back to back at home, like within Jesus, they how many games did they play? So they played on Thursday, March 2nd, Saturday, March 4th, they played on Sunday, March fifth, then they went to Detroit on March seventh. Then they did those games on against Atlanta on March 8th and March 10th. So that's like six games in eight days? Jesus Christ, they're like crushing the Wizards. No wonder the Wizards are terrible right now. And then the Wizards played again on Sunday. My goodness, they don't get a break. The low key after the all-star break NBA teams. If you don't have like a long break, you're like, you just don't have one yeah. the rest of the year. Um, But make sure you check out next week's power hour where we have to talk about the Wizards. My probably my least favorite power hour team, including all the bad ones. Um, <laughs> This was the first year JD where the Wizards weren't the um weren't in the last week of the season. Just for the record, um. You're funny. Man, I'll do anything to avoid talking about the Wizards, but not not this time, I guess. So, um, tell the people what they missed out on on facts and stats if they didn't catch the last episode. Man, uh, oh i sorry, I say that again. I said tell the people what they missed out on on facts and stats if they didn't catch the last episode. Oh man, absolute fire <laughs> drama content. Eh. It's if you listen to this podcast, you might recognize it, but still go support yeah. um go support facts and stats because it's necessary.
0: Yeah. And it's definitely a lot more common. It's it's definitely a lot more common.
1: So make sure you check that out. Make sure you check out um, Circle City Cinema. They're going to be putting out an episode the same time as this podcast. Um, It's going to be on the Mandalorian episode two and also the Oscars. A little bit of a recap. Um, So make sure you check that out. Make sure you're paying attention to Insanity March Madness starting this week, like JD brought up earlier. JD, who do you have winning the tournament?
0: Oh my gosh, everybody keep asking me and I don't be having nobody. All right. I don't have anybody. <laughs> uh,
1: oh man, I really don't have nobody. All right, that's all good then. No pressure. Except if except if you need there to be. Um so make sure you check out all this wonderful stuff on the Running Hook network. And JD, thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely, my brother. Always a pleasure always. And I want to thank everyone so much for listening.